Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. From Vermont Public Radio, this is Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy. Will all senators now rise and raise their right hand? This is the sound of Senator Patrick Leahy swearing in his colleagues for the Senate impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump. Do you solemnly swear that in all things appertaining to the trial of the impeachment of Donald John Trump, former president of the United States, now pending, you will do impartial justice according to the Constitution and laws, so help you God. This audio is from last month, January. Now, the impeachment trial is set to begin on Tuesday, February 9th. And Leahy, the most senior Democrat in the Senate, will be the presiding officer. So how did Leahy get this role? And given his recent health scare, what'll happen if he's not up to the task? What will some of his specific responsibilities be? And is the trial even constitutional since Donald Trump is no longer in office? My colleague Mitch Wertlieb put these questions and more to our senior political reporter, Bob Kinzel. So today, we're getting a special sneak peek at the newest Ask Bob. Welcome. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Hi, Bob. Hey, Mitch. So the House sent over an article of impeachment last month. What does that article charge and what is the House's argument for impeachment? Well, Mitch, the House article of impeachment really charges two things that are linked together. One, that for many weeks after the election, Donald Trump, as president, repeatedly made false claims about the legitimacy of the outcome of the presidential election, and that these claims culminated in the mob riot at the Capitol building on January 6th. And two, on that day, January 6th, through his words to a large rally, that Trump bears, quote, the unmistakable responsibility for an insurrection at the Capitol. Now, Trump's lawyers argue that whatever he said at that rally is protected free speech under his First Amendment rights. And they argue the Senate trial is unconstitutional because Trump is no longer in office and is a private citizen. Well, we're going to get to that question in a moment about him no longer being in office. But let's remember that this is not Trump's first impeachment trial. He is the only president in U.S. history to be impeached twice. For his first impeachment trial, the chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, John Roberts, was the presiding officer. That's not happening this time around. Senator Leahy is the presiding officer. How did this come about? Chief Justice Roberts turned down the opportunity to be the presiding officer, largely on the grounds that Donald Trump is no longer in office and that a case could be made that the trial was not constitutional. 
and therefore the chief justice is not required to be there. So the Democrats needed to make a decision. Who would preside? And their choice was Senator Leahy. He had just been sworn in as the new president pro tem of the Senate, putting him third in line for presidential succession. He's also a lawyer and a former chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, so the Democrats thought he would be the perfect person to be the presiding officer of this impeachment trial. Now, Mitch, you remember last month, Senator Leahy was sent to the hospital by the Capitol physician. Let's remember he's 80 years old. Here's what we know about his health after that scare. He had some muscle spasms in the afternoon, and it was determined that additional tests at George Washington University Hospital would be prudent. The Capitol physician said it was being done to be extremely cautious. After examining Leahy and reviewing the test results, Leahy was allowed to go home around 8 o'clock that evening. When I talked with him a few days ago, he said he was, quote, feeling fine and somewhat embarrassed about the whole situation considering the way it turned out. But he agreed that caution was the right approach to take. Now, if for some reason his health does become an issue during the trial, the Democrats would select another person to be the presiding officer, but Leahy could still vote on the impeachment question. Well, Bob, what about this argument that many Republicans are making, and in fact, Trump's own legal team is making this argument, that because President Trump is no longer in office, he is an ex-president, that this Senate impeachment trial is unconstitutional? Mitch, it's really a key question. In the history of this country, there have been 20 people impeached by the House, 15 judges, three presidents, a cabinet member, and one senator. And it's the case of that cabinet member that seems to hold some precedent here. The year was 1876, and War Secretary William Belknap, who was considered to be a Civil War hero, was taking bribes for government contracts. He got caught, and he immediately resigned. But that afternoon, the House impeached him, and the Senate later held a trial. Now, the Senate did not convict him, but Senate leaders said it was important to hold the trial, even though he'd left office, to discourage this kind of behavior in the future. I asked Senator Leahy how he responds to the argument that the impeachment trial is unconstitutional. And here's what he said. Because he was impeached while still president, that the Senate, some would say the Senate has the duty uh, to hear the case. The impeachment's already happened. So there's Senator Leahy arguing that because the impeachment came while Trump was still technically in office, it should go through. Now, Bob, some Republican senators are complaining about Senator Leahy himself and that appointment as the presiding officer. In a sense, he is the judge in this case, and he gets to vote, so he's also a member of the jury. How does Senator Leahy respond to that particular criticism? Mitch, in his many years in the Senate, Senator Leahy has been the presiding officer on many, many occasions. And he says he has always ruled on issues in a nonpartisan way. I think he views the Republican complaints as an attack on his character. Here's how he put it. Nobody, Republican or Democrat, has ever suggested my rulings have been anything but fair. I really... Uh, make it a, a mark of pride to make sure that my rulings are fair. And in this case, they will be. 
Well, Bob, we also know that a number of Republican senators are arguing that if the Democrats were really serious about developing a bipartisan approach to government, because, again, impeachment trials are inherently political, then holding an impeachment trial is a terrible way to start that effort. This is basically the unity argument. Republicans arguing that Democrats should be looking for unity now and not trying to impeach ex-President Trump. That's right, Mitch. It's an argument that a lot of Republicans in Congress are making. You know, they say they heard President Biden in his inaugural address call for unity in government going forward for a return to the days of bipartisan actions. I asked Senator Leahy if he feels the Republicans have a point, and it's very clear he doesn't think so. So when you incite a riot and five people die, you don't say, oh, oh, we we might cause partisanship if we say anything about it. You just can't do that. Well, the impeachment trial is going forward. Remind us again, Bob, how many senators would need to vote in order to find former President Trump guilty of this article of impeachment? Mitch, it takes a two-thirds majority of senators who are present. So if all 100 senators are there, they're going to need 67 votes. Now, the Senate is split 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans, with Vice President Kamala Harris giving the Democrats the majority. So if all 50 Democrats vote guilty, they're going to need at least 17 Republicans to join with them. Based on some of the procedural votes that have already taken place, there are perhaps five, maybe six Republicans at this time who would vote guilty. But this is a very unusual trial because the members of the Senate were there in their chamber on the day of the insurrection. They don't need to rely on witness testimony. They were there. They saw the riot firsthand while they were being led through the halls of the Capitol building to a safe room. Will this make a difference in the final vote? I don't think anybody knows for sure. Thanks for listening to Ask Bob on Brave Little State with my colleagues Bob Kinzel and Mitch Wortlieb. This piece was produced by Matthew Smith. We're working on two exciting episodes we're going to release in the next few weeks, all to help answer this question from Samantha Spano of Florida. What do I need to know about moving to Vermont? We're collecting your advice for Samantha, and we're also creating an audio guide for all those hard-to-pronounce towns and cities in Vermont. We're off to a great start. So my mailing address is in Barnet, Vermont. Like it rhymes with darn it. Barnet. Goshen, not Goshen. Go like go, not gosh golly. Queechee is often pronounced Keechi. It is Queechee. Now we want to hear from you. Share your expertise on local pronunciation and your advice for newcomers. Check out the show notes for more info or head to bravelittlestate.org. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio, and our theme music is by Ty Gibbons. I'm Angela Evansee. We'll be back soon. Until then, remember, be brave, ask questions. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. 
Find NPR's Line wherever you get your podcasts.